on MXC? Yeah. That shit's great, though. I remember we used to watch that shit all the time when we were still in Texas. I didn't know we could still watch it, but then you found a way to watch it. And I am loving it. <laughs> I love that fucking show. It's such so a great show, though. It's, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's so very, very Japanese. Well, that too, and I used to look at it on how funny it was and how some of, some of the fails that these people do. And it was funny, the commentary, right? Mm-hmm. But now when I watch it now, I'm looking at it like the commentary is like, it's like they have each person they, that they show, they have like this made up name for them. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of backstory that kind of goes with the name. Yeah. You know, like one, <laughs> one of them was a professional... Uh, uh, envelope liquor or something and, it, <laughs> and her name was uh, something other envelopes <laughs> or something I can't remember what it was it's stupid but it's, it's, it's <laughs> enjoy the shit out of that show well yeah MXC and I figured out how to watch it and it's the most extreme elimination challenge it is a real show from Japan that I, I don't know if it's still on or not I like, doubt it I don't know but it's it's from from back in the day um, it's a, a real show for it's called Takeshi's Castle in Japan and what they've done is they've taken the show and brought it to America and it's the show from Japan but they have overdubbed it with American voices and, and like American stuff yeah and they're just making it up as they like you know they're just making up the names and making up the situations and making up and then they're giving this goofy ass commentary as these people are following have you ever seen Wipeout hold on, hold on. It's like, I'm gonna comment on something you said uh-huh. Okay. And I want you to, I want, I'm waiting to see your reaction on your face when I say this. Okay. American is not a language. That's true. But it kind of sort of is. But it's not. But it kind of is. But it's not. But it kind of is. But it's not. But because you said that they voiced it over in American. <laughs> well, what is American? Is it English? I mean, there's a lot of different American languages. No, we have no official language. We don't have an official language, but we speak English in America, and they speak English in Britain, and those are two different languages, and you know they are. Why don't you say American English? Because American's easier. Why don't you just say, well, they, they dubbed it over in English, and people would know what you were talking about if they dubbed it over in English. But you just... <laughs> but they you, dubbed it in American! You Americanized that shit hardcore. America. <laughs> America, yeah, yeah. Where's the it. eagle flying over and screeching as you're saying this? <laughs> they dubbed it over in American. <laughs> <laughs> but they did. I mean, they they've got they've got like English and and English speakers and and they've dubbed it over and <clears throat> they're describing these scenes that are going on as people are. It, okay, there's one that's called the log roll, and they have it, it's a it's a a log that rolls down a track and you have to stay on top of the log as it's rolling. Mm-hmm. And so you're basically walking backwards along this log as it rolls down the track. And you have to make it all the way down and jump onto the pad on the other end. And if you don't make it to the pad, you're going to fall into the water and you lose. And they're giving commentary the entire time. And it's just goofy as hell. And just watching people take some of these falls. Um, what, what, what are some of the ones where they've taken some of the worst falls? Um, I love the, the brass balls one. Oh, my God. They have to walk across on a little rickety rope rope bridge ladder bridge holding a soccer ball and they have to get the soccer ball from one side to the other while people are firing other soccer balls at them from high powered cannons 
Well, it's basically like a pitching machine for soccer balls. Yeah, yeah, it is. They just, like, drop the soccer ball in there. It just goes, and it just shoots at the guy or the, or the woman. <laughs> Every now and then, you see one of them take a soccer ball in the face, one in the gut. One of the nuts. Every now and then, you see one, one of these poor little Japanese guys take a soccer ball, fire all that thing, take it, he'll take it right in the sack, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see their face all crunches up like, there was one that we were watching on one of the earlier episodes. It was actually, uh, nobody had made it across the rope bridge, right? And uh, this woman gets up there. We're like, oh, she's toast. You know, she she's... Yeah, she, there, she almost no fell way. on our first step. Right, like she almost fell off of it. And so we're like, there, there's no way she's lasting. And she not only made it across, but they knocked her off the bridge. And she caught it on her way down. Before she hit the net, she caught the bridge. And caught managed herself. To, managed to like climb back up on top of it and then inch her she just inched her way yeah just inched holding on to the bridge and, and i mean that's you can do it that's legal as long as you don't hit the net you've won but the 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 soccer ball mud pit one. Oh my god <laughs> that poor woman that was always one of my favorites go ahead i'm, oh, still you trying, to, I'm trying to finish sucking down my tart <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a tart from Whole Foods, and oh, oh it's so good. But, blueberries, uh, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, strawberries over custard. Oh. oh, so awesome! And Whole Foods knows how to make those tarts. But anyway, the soccer ball mud pit. So what you have to do in the soccer ball mud pit is you have to. Wait, are we recording? Yeah, we've been recording. You this sneak entire this shit time. on me every week. I just thought we were just still bullshitting about the show. And why would we be bullshitting in the third person? Huh? Why would we be both bullshitting and describing something to each other that we've already I seen? I don't know because I'm drinking. <laughs> but the soccer ball mud pit is my favorite one because this. <laughs> what you have to do is you have to run out into the middle of this muddy field. And I'm, when I say muddy, I'm talking like muddy. We're talking six inches of water over just straight mud. Okay? You are getting dirty when you're out in this field. And so what you have to do is you have to run out there to the middle of the field, and as you run out there, they shoot a soccer ball 100 feet in the air. With that pitching machine With thing. that pitching machine. And then it comes down at Mach 2, and you have to catch it. <laughs> and, I, and, I mean, you have to run out there, and you have to, like, you have to figure out where it's going to be, and you have to figure out the angles, and then you have to figure out if you can catch it, and if you can get to it, and if you're stumbling over the mud, and it's, 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 a, it's a, an ordeal. Well, this one woman goes out there. And almost immediately, within 10 feet of running out into the mud, she falls. And then, Luckily, the ball is coming right to her. The ball is coming right to her, and she looks up and raises her arms outward. Not close together like she can catch this ball in front of her head. Raises them out like she's praising Jesus. And then this ball goes right in between her hands and whacks her right square in the face. And that ball was probably doing 70 miles an hour when it came. <laughs> when it was it funny, too, because at the end of the show, they always do the most painful eliminations of the day with Kenny Blankenship. <laughs> and I actually watched an episode after watching this show forever. Because we, we used to, when we worked third shift, we would come home at night and watch the show because yeah. it would be on. It was like, it was trash television that was on at 3 o'clock in the morning. But we would watch that, and they did a episode of just... Painful eliminations. Yeah, like top top 20 or whatever. Top 100 or whatever it was. They yeah. just showed nothing but really painful looking eliminations. 
And of course, that one was number one. <laughs> it would have to be. But I was getting so pissed. I can remember when I was watching that episode for the first time. Because I was like, how can this not be on here anywhere? I said, oh, it's number one. Is it going to be number one? And it was number, and it was number one. You see, the, and it, I, we, were, we were just talking about that one, too. And they had that game. And I was like, oh, this is that game. But I bet you this isn't the episode. And the next thing you know, I see that one. And it just drew back, brought back memories. I was like, oh, that's her. And she goes <laughs> running out there. And sure enough, man, she takes that sucker right on the face. And I felt so bad for her because they always do an interview with them afterwards. You know, well, how are you feeling? And da-da-da-da. And, you know, they're making fun of her a little bit. The voiceover is kind of making fun of her a little bit. She's, like, legitimately crying, like, trying not to cry. Because you have to, keep like, keep a big smile on your face because the whole show is all about having fun and everything. She got hurt. I mean, like, because that was a soccer ball. That was not a softball. <laughs> they, they have some games. What is it? You pole vaulting and trying to land on a little platform. and mm-hmm. Pole riders is what they call yeah, it. <laughs> it just, and everything has is just... Chock full with sexual in- innuendos. Yep, it's all. Uh, eat shiitake is one where you have to. They have a. Uh, they have a mushroom, uh, a big giant mushroom. That's I don't know. The mushroom's probably what, ten six, feet tall. Yeah, probably about six seven feet. Six seven feet tall, and you know the the uh, the. Uh oh, hang on. The stem of the mushroom is about, I don't know, four feet around. And you have to um, hold on to the stem of the mushroom and ride it as it spins down to a path. Yeah. And if you fall off, you're going to fall into muddy water. And that's that one. They call that one eat shiitake. And people wipe out on that one all the time. That one's hilarious because when you, you don't just you don't just fall off of that one, you get flung off of that one because the mushroom is rotating. And seeing something people folded up in the log drop too. Which is like the log roll, but instead of the, the log rolling, there's like six or seven of these things that they have to try to run across. Yeah. And that and is. They all spin. That looks like there's some painful. I mean, some of these people look like they're tied up like a pretzel, man. They oh fold it up like that, a taco. That one girl, I thought she <clears> had it because she had made it from one to the other, but her feet were still connected to both of them when she fell. And she did this weird version of the splits yeah. where both of her feet kind of touched her head at the same time. And, whoo, no thank you yeah. very much. I'm done. <laughs> but if I like ever... one of the opening games, too, where they have, like, this big-ass wall. And they have, like, 15 doors on this wall that are all painted the same, but one of them is painted on paper. Uh-huh. And so they have to, they all just go running at this wall and try to hope like hell they hit the one. And you see them like dive into it and they'll hit that wall and just bam, bounce off of it. <laughs> and then when they hit the one that's actually got the, the paper, they'll go through <coughs> it and land in like mud or something. It, it's, it's, it's a fucking hilarious show. It is a fun game to watch. It is really silly. If you've ever seen Wipeout, it's very similar to Wipeout. It's just, it was the pre, it was the predecessor to Wipeout, the American version. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like the big balls that would be, like, analogous to the log roll and yeah. stuff like that. But, yeah. Very similar. I, I, in fact, I really think that that's where Wipeout came from. If, if they had any inspiration, it was from MXC. Oh, it had to be from that. And, and just some of the crazy shit that they come up with. And, okay, so you if you've seen Wipeout, you know how nice they keep everything, right? It, all the pads are clean. 
all the water is clean, all the pads are like in good condition, they're not torn up, you know, all the machines work right. This Japanese show, my God. This shit is filthy. It's filthy. The stuff is torn all to shit. You can tell there's been a thousand feet that have gone across this thing before you did because all the pads are like all torn up where people have fallen off of them and pulled pieces of the pad with them. Um, I like fly on the wall too. Fly on the wall is funny. Because it's got like one side of a Velcro on this wall and they start up on this platform and they have to swing on a rope across the water and they're wearing this jumper jumpsuit. Uh-huh. It's got the other side of the Velcro pieces all over it. Uh-huh. And they have to like spread eagle land and try to stick to the wall. <laughs> that comes know. up with some painful shit too. I don't know how that one woman did it because yeah. she like she was almost at the bottom of the wall by the time she finally stuck. She like hit the wall and slid down and then finally stuck before she hit the water. Yeah. So she actually she actually made it. Uh, they had one where they were dragging a little um the boat, the thing? boat, like a surfboard looking deal. <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a surfboard that was made to look like a little tiny boat, and you had to hold onto the boat, and it didn't have any handles on it, so you were just hanging onto the boat for dear life, right? And so they would drag you across a couple of little barriers, and then you had to go up over a ramp, and then back down into the water, and then from there you had to jump, you had to get to your feet and jump from the little boat platform onto a platform as the boat was moving past it, and right. that's how you won. And some of them, they dragged them real slow. And when you drag that boat real slow, the nose of the boat would dip into the water and it would, yeah, (laughs) the water would just drag people right off of it. And then some of them, they dragged them real damn fast. fast. There was this one girl that caught so much air when they went over that ramp. She launched. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She, she caught some major air. My God. That was so funny. (laughs) She'd have been able to fly. She'd have just kept on going. Because that was a perfect launch pad for her. But yeah, that's it. we've been watching that for the last two days. That's been fun. Yeah, because I was over there playing my game the other night. And she, I realized that she was watching that. And I was like, oh, I like quit playing so I could yeah. come watch it with you. Like, ooh, MXC. MXC, you found it. How'd you find that? And what do we always say? Don't, Don't get, get eliminated. eliminated. <laughs> God, that's such a funny show. Ah, love it so much. All right, so what are we talking about tonight? Now that we have started the podcast without you knowing, and we're 15 minutes into it, you've reached the Shays Lounge. Thank you for making it this far. Yeah. This is Cricket and Tom. Yeah. One more week. Back for another week. Um, We have got... We have not done anything this weekend. You have no idea. Like, for the last... Since you got on day shift, every weekend we have done something. Yeah. We've gone to the dog park. We went and climbed the mountain. We went to... It's been going and going and going and going, going and going and going and going. And I got up this morning and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do anything. I, I want to do absolutely fuck all today. And so that is what we've done. We went to the store and got groceries at like 10 o'clock this morning. When yeah. we got back home, we put all the groceries up. We went down to the pool for an hour. Two hours. A couple hours, yeah. Yeah. I'm I am sunburned all to shit. <laughs> but we're gonna not... go back to the pool tomorrow because they have grills down there. Really nice gas grills. Yeah, and so we're gonna go down there and cook uh, jalapeno poppers and steaks on their grills tomorrow. Oh, it's gonna be so good. I cooked chicken again tonight, which that seems to be our weekly meal is chicken. I, I'm gonna do it a different way ne- uh, next time we cook. We're not cooking next week because we're going to Dallas next week. Yep, going to that. We're gonna make time to go to the museum. 
We're going to go to the aquarium. And then we're going to spend like a shitload of time at the Grapevine Mills Mall. Yes, we, we're going to close that bitch down. Thank you very much. Because we, uh, Aaron has already been looking to see what stores are there. And he's like, can we go here? Can we go here? Well, can we well go I here? told him can about the, how Google dolls us. Because I was looking up the stall of stores to see what they had. Of course, I like scrolled through most of them until I got to the, uh, like, K. Or are we going through them real fast? Like, okay, there's I, J, K, L. Ha ah, ha, Lego. <laughs> they have a Lego store. They have a Lego store. And I was telling Aaron about it, and so he was just like, oh, can we go to Build-A-Bear? Oh, and they have Five Below, and they have Hot Topic. Oh, and they got Spencer's. <laughs> I'm like, we will find time to go to all of the stores. Yes, we will. We will do that. Now, I can't promise you we're going to buy a bunch of shit at all these stores, but we're at least going to go. And well, I, I can tell you right good. now, I'm not spending money on shit until we get to the L section. And I cannot promise you that I'm going to spend $600 on you at the Lego store like I did the last time we went to the Lego store. <laughs> Don't admit that. <laughs> but you really enjoyed that Lego set. That took you a week or so to put together. You enjoyed that. That was so much fun for you. I just hope like hell when I get there they don't have a Death Star. Oh, my God. If they have a Death Star, oh, we in trouble. We in trouble. Well, when they had that Lego thing that we went to here, we all, we missed getting in trouble by 20 minutes. I've still got that guy's card. I know. It's over there on the refrigerator. I know. That's, a, that's not a good card to have because he said he's got a Lego Death Star somewhere with all the pieces and a book on how to put it together. I could call him up anytime and I know exactly how much it would cost and he takes credit cards. <laughs> but anyway, we don't Maybe need to Maybe every couple of weeks I'll take a picture of that card and just in the middle of the day just send it to you. Like text it to me. Text you the picture of the guy's <laughs> card. It's like, hey, you think you could call this guy? What you doing? You want to make a phone call? But that's what we're doing next week. And I don't know what we're doing tomorrow, but it's probably going to be more of nothing. More of nothing. Which is awesome. I got sometimes you playing you Dante's Inferno. Yeah, um, I, I started playing Dante's Inferno, but I'm not very good at it. I can't even get past the first boss. You will. Uh, yeah, I will. I, I just got to figure it out. I just I like hack and slash games. Mm-hmm. And so once I figured out how to get onto Dante's Inferno. I just Inferno, want Diablo 4. I can't wait to get that game. And when does it come out? It's already out. Oh, well, we can get it next week. Because Diablo 3 was fucking awesome. I love that game. Yeah, we can get that next week. I was going to play it a while ago, but apparently I don't. I lost the disc. Uh oh. Because it won't let me play it without the disc. Every freaking time. And I found the Diablo 3 case, opened it up, put the disc in. No disc. No disc. That's what I wanted to do while we were out. I was wanting to go by GameStop to see if maybe they had one. Oh, and I need to go by GameStop too and see if they have a, a dock for the PSP. Because we have oh, all the will. stuff for the PSP. We should have a dock for it. They may not have one, but. Uh, they Game can, Exchange will. Yeah, somebody will have Game it. Game Exchange will have one. Yeah, and I can probably get it for cheaper than $99, which is how much, oh, is, yeah. how much it'll cost if I get it from Amazon. But I want to get uh, the dock for the PSP so that I can play uh, Tears of the Kingdom Yeah. in here on, on the big TV. Um, we've got Breath of the Wild somewhere. I just don't know where it is. Wow. Yeah, there's no telling where it is. It got lost in the move, I think. Oh, do you ever see those uh, funny stories from the ER stuff? Maybe. Here's what I wanted to read to you. I thought it was funny. Lord. Says, Laughing you, at other people's pain. If you come to the ER. <clears throat> you want to face that mic so people can hear right. you? If you come to the ER 
with a titanium cock ring <laughs> that you cannot get off. Our ring cutters are not sharp nor strong enough to cut it off, mm-hmm. which will result in us having to actually call the fire department to come mm-hmm. to the ER because they have a diamond saw. Mm-hmm. And this is very undesired experience for everyone involved. Yes, it is. Do not use metal cock rings. Somebody's like, baby. yeah, do not buy stainless steel or titanium rings. They seem cool until you can't get them off. Yup. <laughs> I saw that. I just laughed. laughed. That's, why, that's why, you know, I know you've always wanted a tungsten, um, a, a tungsten wedding ring, but that's why I won't buy you one. Because if your finger ever swells, it ain't coming off. I want another one of those rubber ones, but I got one before that I thought fit, but it was too tight and ended up rubbing like a blister on my damn hand. Yeah. And what's weird is because I haven't had a ring in so long that fits, so I haven't worn one. Mm -hmm. But it's weird because sometimes it happens like every, I say like every few days even. Like I'll be driving somewhere, I'll be doing something, and I was so used to, and before when I had one, I'd always mess with it with my thumb, Mm -hmm. right? And I would catch myself going to do that, and when I wouldn't feel it, I would just for a split second be like, oh, lost my ring. And I'm like, oh, wait. You're like, wait. I don't have a ring. I had my ring. <laughs> it's been gone. It's been gone. We actually found it, remember? It was at the head of the bed on yeah. the floor. Yeah. But somehow you had taken it off in your sleep. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> you just don't like me in your sleep. Just like my subconscious doesn't like you and wants to beat you up, your subconscious doesn't want to be married to me. Maybe the whore I was banging in my dream didn't want me to wear it. The whore you were banging in your dream? Hey, maybe. I don't know. I don't Do remember. Do I need I was to dreaming. meet this bitch? <laughs> what whore were you banging in your dream? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. That's a really specific choice of words there, buster. I mean, that's something I could think of. <laughs> maybe she didn't want me wearing it. Maybe well, maybe you were trying to attract a whore in your dream. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. You take the wedding ring off, go to a CD bar, get a whore. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. Do we have a CD bar I can go to? I don't have a ring. <gasps> Better watch yourself, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna change the locks when you go to work tomorrow. <laughs> Bitch, I ain't going to work tomorrow. It's Monday. Sunday. Monday. When you go to work on Monday, I'm gonna change the locks. <laughs> how are you gonna change the locks? You don't know how to do it. I'll call the apartment complex and say we need to change the locks. Mm-hmm. That's the only good part about living in an apartment complex is you can call them and be like, hey, this didn't work. Come fix it. And then they have to come fix it. Yeah, that's true. And we actually live in a decent apartment complex. I cannot believe we have somebody in our apartment complex that drives a fucking Porsche. Yeah. And we've got numerous Cadillacs and BMWs and Mercedes that, that live in the I saw place. that Porsche come in the other day. I was like, what the Yeah, fuck? it's a nice Porsche, too. But what I like about our apartment complex is I put in a maintenance request at 2 o'clock this morning. 2 o'clock in the morning, I put in a maintenance request because our air conditioner was not cooling. They had somebody at our house today, on a Saturday, to fix it. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. I mean, that you, you can't beat that. I mean, if, if we were living in some random guy's house, you know, like renting from some random guy... You know, it would take a week or more to get that something like that fixed. Or if it was a random woman, it would take a month. You know what? I'm going to present my ass, and you can kiss it. <laughs> well, just make sure you wiggle your nose so I know which end. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I have a theory. 
which takes us off what we've been talking about, but I do have a theory about something, and I want to run it by you. Okay. Steve Rogers is worthy to wield Mjolnir, but only when he's not doing it for selfish reasons. Okay. That's my theory. Because he tried to pick it up the one time when he was trying to show off in front of his buddies. He was not worthy at that time because he was trying to show off. Well, see, I read an article that said that the writers, the Russo brothers, Mm -hmm. said that Steve was about to pick it up. He wasn't expecting to be able to. And when he felt it move, he quit pulling because he didn't want to embarrass Thor. Maybe, but I, I like my theory better. This is what Ru- the Russo brothers said. Yeah, who, who what, what do they know? Yeah, they're fucking idiots. <laughs> they don't know nothing. They know, they're Jon Snow. <laughs> well, I, like my, I came up with a good theory. Don't blow it out of the water by telling me what the fucking writers said. It's yeah, bullshit. Fuck them dudes. They fuck don't them know. writers. Well, fine. I don't have a theory anymore. Well, it's still a theory. I think it's a good theory. So, like, I like the one that, I don't know, did we talk about it last week? That You Boo, keep grabbing for your beard. I know, I keep grabbing <laughs> for my beard and I cut it off today. Uh, that Boo from Monsters. from Monsters, Inc. is Andy's mom from Toy Story. Yeah, you tell me about that. Go, go, did go we talk about that on here? We haven't talked about it on here. Because we were at Walmart when you told me this this theory. Well, it wasn't my theory. It was one I saw. That these guys always do these, like, movie things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're the ones that notice. Like, they're the same ones that show the video of Aquaman. Uh-huh. When he's swimming through the water. And if you've ever if you've ever seen any of the Annabelle movies, they throw the doll in the ocean. Yeah. And in Aquaman, one section where you see him swimming, you, you can see the Annabelle doll in the bottom of the ocean. That's scary. And that's kind of creepy. I don't like that. But they talk about how Andy, he's always wearing the cowboy hat. Right. But that's not Woody's hat that he's wearing. Right. He is wearing Jesse's hat. Right. That's really loud. Jesse's hat he got from his mother because when she was little, she had she was supposedly like the first one to have a Jesse doll. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's why he got he wore the hat because he got it from his mom. Mm-hmm. Well, in Monsters Inc., one of the the first time you meet Boo in the movie, when they go to her room, mm-hmm. when she gets out of bed or moves in her bed, there's a Jesse doll on her bed. So it stands to reason that Boo is Andy's mom. Yeah, I like that because those are vintage toys. Yeah, those are vintage toys that Andy is playing with. Yeah. Those are not something you could just go out and buy. So if Monsters, Inc. and Toy Story took place roughly about the same time, that wouldn't make sense because Je- the Jesse doll is a vintage toy that you can't just go to Walmart and get. So Boo wouldn't have had... You, stop knocking shit off the table. What's wrong with you? Just trying not to. <laughs> I don't want to suck to make it that's okay. It'll be all right. The dogs will probably get it for you. Um, we should just pour some in a glass for him. Yeah, we should. 
We did that for for Dog one time. We put uh, peach schnapps in a margarita glass for him. I think we've told the story on the podcast before. But you can you can relive that one because that was fucking that was hilarious. Fu- you're not supposed to give alcohol to a dog. I do not recommend giving alcohol to a dog. But Ooh. before we knew that, we put peach schnapps in a margarita glass and gave it to Dog because he had been sniffing our stuff and kind of wanted to see what it was. So we just wanted to see if he would drink it. Well, he drank some we of put it. Put a little bowl for him. Yeah. Well, he drank some of it, and you know, he started like moving around the room and well, drank he, like, a took little off bit more of it. Around the room. Yeah, he drank a little bit more of it, and then he started running around the room, and then he drank a little bit more, and he was running a little bit more, and he was running faster, and he was jumping off stuff and doing all kinds of little acrobatics because he was he was having fun and he was getting drunk, and then he drank a little bit more. And then he tried to jump onto the couch, and he slammed into the side of it and just kind of folded off of it. And then... And then, like, immediately fell asleep. And then just went to sleep right there at the edge of the couch. And just <laughs> stayed asleep for a very long time. Oh, my watch is dinging. Why is it dinging? I don't know. Did is your boyfriend it... text you? Ah, he's trying to see if you're getting online yet. Yep, he says he's transferring his food over to a new pot for the fridge, and then he'll be getting online. Well, he's going to have to wait a minute, because we are only halfway through our podcast. I I know. Well, he knows we do our (laughs) podcast on Saturdays, but I have to... We haven't played a lot lately, so... I know. Because you've been doing stuff with me. Not like that. (laughs) Yeah, not that kind of stuff. Not the fun stuff. It's like boring stuff. So I was listening to uh, the song Fancy by Reba McIntyre, and I've heard that song since I was a kid and not really thought anything about it, but it's really fucking tragic that a woman thought that her only option was sex trafficking her 16-year-old daughter to try to get them out of poverty. Yeah. That's horrifying. Mm -hmm. That's a horrifying song. Awful, 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 awful. What kind of... And, and I respect the fact that the woman knew that that was her only that it was her daughter's only way out, you know. Because sometimes that's your yeah, only. Yeah, she fucking said, option. "Here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down." Right, but letting her mom down would also be letting herself down. I don't think it was. I don't think it was so much about what the mom wanted. I think the mom knew that Fancy needed to hear you're doing this for your family as opposed to you're doing this for, for yourself. You. Yeah. Yeah. She needed Give her she more needed motivation. It. Exactly. And so she it gave her the motivation to do what you know the horrible things that she probably had to do as a 16 year old being sex trafficked by her mom to get herself out of poverty. Here I'm gonna make you look like a hoe. You gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. And I was thinking, because Reba McIntyre has two of the most horrifying songs in country music, if you ask me. Fancy and uh, The Night the Lights Went Down in Georgia. Yeah. Because what, what are the lyrics on that one? That's the, light, that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. That's the night they killed an innocent man. Yeah. Don't trust your Don't trust your soul to some backwoods southern lawyer because the judge in the town's got blood stains on his hands. Yep. That's just, woo. <laughs> Reba knew how to sing them. <laughs> I loved her in Tremors, too. I haven't seen Tremors. You ever seen the first one? No, I've never she seen any of the Tremors movies. They were like all trying to fight off this thing. She's like, get the elephant gun. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is probably the thing that I love the most about Reba and Dolly Parton. Is they are southern as shit. And they just lean into it. Yeah, they do. I mean, lean into that. Now, see, that's another show that we, if we found, I could sit and watch again. Reba? Because Re- fucking Vance was fucking hilarious. Van. 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 
When he came. <laughs> Riva! When he, no, no. When it, there's two of my favorites. One is when he was doing the Riva! Riva, Riva, Riva! And he when walked he back drunk? upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, the first, but when he came downstairs, <laughs> he went to bed with hair. Yeah, because he had long, he had like shoulder length hair in one came, episode, and then the very next came, episode it was. No, the first of that episode he did, and then when he came downstairs next morning he was bald, and they, they all just stopped mid sentence and looked at him like, "What happened?" He's like, "Well, that's the last time I go to sleep with gum in my mouth." <laughs> oh my God, that was so fucking hilarious. And, you know, honestly, I think that the actor went and got himself a haircut that wasn't, like, condoned. So they had to work it into the story. So they had to work it into the story, and they were like, oh, shit, what do we do? (laughs) And they're like, well, Van's dumb. He would fall asleep with gum in his his mouth. mouth, right? (laughs) Have to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and fucking shave your head. (laughs) Just the way he looked. This is the last time I go to sleep with gum in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, <clears throat> the other good shows that we used to watch. Oh, one that I don't even like to. Th- I, I started to watch it over again, but I'm like, no, I can't. Which one? Because the last episode pissed me off so fucking bad. The way it ended, the whole series. I was. I wanted to go find the writers and beat the liver living shit out of them for you're doing. You're gonna it say to what me. it is. And I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, you're right. Oh, you're gonna know. You're gonna know. I don't even have to tell you the name of the movie. The main. The name of the show we watched. I can just tell you the last line of the show, and you'll know exactly what it was. Which one? I always wanted to kill a dragon. <gasps> Angel! <laughs> and then they cut it off, and I'm like, no! I was so mad that they were... I they loved were, the way that that show ended. they were ended. building up to this massive battle, and then... But it was a battle they couldn't win. I know. And they knew they couldn't win it. It was a battle that they were they were they had lost before yeah. they even started. It I had know. to end right where it ended. I know, but that was just like, oh, it was no. such a good show. I loved that show. Is this okay? Yeah. Okay. But I was just I was so looking forward to that because they built it up so much. <laughs> that because we we used to watch we used to watch uh, MXC Charmed, Charmed and, and Angel. Angel, and we would watch. Um, Two and a Half Men, because that was trash TV that came on in the evenings when we were there at 3 o'clock in the morning. We used to watch Family Guy and American Dad. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Oh, my God. King of the Hill. Some of those shows are... King of the Hill is American anime. That's what that shit is. That is American anime. Peggy. The The boy. The boy. That when let they were, go of my purse. I don't know you. When they were talking about a potential, when, when the Houston Oilers were still in Houston, they were talking about a potential Super Bowl between the Oilers and the um, Cowboys. And the Cowboys. <laughs> Hank took off his hat, held it over his heart, and went, his that, will be done. That will be done. <laughs> <laughs> or, or were the Texans in, in, in uh, Houston by then? I don't I think can't they remember. were. But there, they but might there, have been. But there was a team in Houston and there was a team yeah, in Yeah, they, they were probably. Yeah, they were. The so Texans it was the Houston there. Texans. Yeah, 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 it was the Texans. So it was the Texans and, and the Cowboys. And he was like, but what what would happen if we got a an all Texas Super Bowl? His will be done. <laughs> and then finding out that Boomhauer's a fucking Texas Ranger. Texas Ranger at the end of it. I think my theory, and this is a theory that's been going around, around on the internet. The reason that Boomhauer was out with those guys 
all the time. Because he's a Texas Ranger. He doesn't have time to be sitting out here drinking beer with his buddies in the alley. He's a Texas Ranger. He was monitoring Dale. Yeah. Because Dale is the kind of guy who would blow up a, 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 a fucking federal building because of some weird conspiracy theory that he had. Pocket sand. Cha-cha-cha. Cha-cha. Cha-cha. Have I read you... Have I read you talking about Dale? You know, you know that uh, Dale Dribble. Dale Gribble. Gribble. Gribble with a G. What was D? No. And then uh, so you've got uh, Dale and Nancy and their son uh, Joseph. And Joseph, his <laughs> very dad, very obvious, very obviously was John Redcorn, who Nancy had been cheating on Dale with like this entire time. Have I read you the thread, the theory about? Dale and John Redcorn. No. Let me look it up because I got to read this to you because it's 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 too good. Hang on just a second. Talk so, about and, something. And, real well, quick. I like the episode too when like you saw they played like the same scenes over and over. Uh huh. But like they played one scene from like uh, Hank's perspective, one from uh, Dale's perspective. I can't think of the other guy. And then they played one from Boomhauer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they all, they all, yes. And, 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 and from Boomhauer's perspective, everybody sounded to him the way Boomhauer sounded to everybody else yes. in everybody else's thing. Yes, everybody had a completely different perspective on the exact same situation. It was great. I love those episodes. But with him, everybody else sounded like... And he's the only one that spoke normally. <laughs> and he spoke normal. <laughs> okay, so here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that Dale is, is, is... On this internet post, Dale is speaking to Hank. She cheated? Hank? I knew about Nancy and John Redcorn. I knew about him every day since Joseph was born. But every day since he was born, I've been taking my revenge. That boy, he loves me, Hank. He loves me. John Redcorn will never get that. He will never hear his boy tell him that. Joseph will go to his grave loving me and never so much as looking in Redcorn's direction. His children, his grandchildren, they'll love me too, Hank. And they'll never know Redcorn even existed. That's revenge, Hank. So there you go. I've I've heard a theory that Dale knew the entire time. But he knew that John Redcorn was good for Nancy, so he just let it happen. See, that's kind of like with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. When, uh, shit, what's the guy's name with the mohawk? Uh, 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 fuck. The one that whistles with the arrow. Damn I know, it. I, I know him from Days of Thunder. That's Rowdy Burns. <laughs> Yondu. Yondu, that's it. When Yondu tells him he might have been your dad, he might have been your father, but he wasn't your, he wasn't your daddy. He wasn't your daddy. Yeah. He, he might have given life to you, but he, he didn't raise you. He wasn't, he wasn't your, your daddy. daddy. Yeah. He didn't take care of you. He didn't do all the things that, that are important. And, and that's, I, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, especially coming from my background, you know, being adopted and everything, your daddy is who took care of you. Mm-hmm. That's who took care of you. But, <clears throat> but yeah, I I always thought that was a really neat, uh, really neat theory going with uh with King of the Hill that that Dale knew the entire time. I like that. 
It, it kind of makes it a little more powerful, doesn't it? That makes it very powerful. There was also... And, and it could, but mostly because you wouldn't expect that kind of deep thought coming from Dale. But Dale had some zingers occasionally. Maybe. Dale, Dale had some, some gray matter behind his eyes. I promise you. He, he was a little throwed off, but... A there little. was something there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, um, <laughs> I found out something today that made me laugh. <laughs> the woman who thinks that I ended her marriage, which I did not. I had nothing to do with her marriage ending. Zero oh, zilch. Oh, okay, yeah. Absolutely nothing. I just happened to be friends with her husband. But she is convinced that I ended their marriage. Well, she was convinced that y'all were ch- ch- cheating, or he was cheating on her with you when he lives like five fucking states away. I know. And it's like, no? Like, what's wrong with you? I mean, Excuse you? That, that was what, it was like what? Y'all were like 10 hours away from each other? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I, now, granted, I know there are more forms of cheating than just physical. But he and I never engaged in any type of emotional cheating. I look at this man as a brother. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like y'all ever did any, like, dirty talking or anything. And we, yeah. There I was mean, never anything like that. And it was just, she just didn't like the fact that... She didn't like the fact that he had a female friend. Exactly. That because she, could she not was control. always running off doing stuff, but didn't want the didn't like the idea of him doing it. You know. Yeah, but it, it, it was a very they had a very one sided relationship. Yeah, and, and it was a very horribly one sided relationship. But she because he, he he didn't get to go out with friends or anything. No, their but marriage ended, and she needed something to blame it on that was not her. Right. And her shenanigans. So she blamed it on me. Yeah. And that that's where it came from. But anyway, having said all of that, she showed up on YouTube today. <laughs> <laughs> now, <clears throat> back in 2001, she moved from where she lived to a different state. I'm not going to give states or anything like that. I don't want Several states several over. Several states away. We're talking like five states like away. Like even further than where we used to live. Yes. Way, way out there. So, she and her new boyfriend at the time. Now, mind you, she's not divorced at this point, but she has a new boyfriend. Right. They're traveling to this new state together in two separate cars. He's in a U-Haul. She's in a car. They're driving through, I think, New Mexico. And she gets pulled over because she's driving erratically. She's speeding. She has gone head in head on into traffic a couple of times as she's driving. And and people have called in this crazy person in this car driving all over the road. Please come get her. Do something. Well, the cop tries to pull her over. She runs from him. He tracks her down in um he, he manages to catch her. He just happens to see her. Happens yeah, he, he he decides not to pursue because there's too many cars on the road, but he continues in the same direction that she's going. Just hoping that maybe he can just kinda of run across her. He goes past a gas station, sees the car, pulls in and like, you know, blocks the car off and then busts into the bathroom stall where she is in. Well he goes into the gas station and said, Who who's in that car? Yeah, who's in that car? Where where are they? 
And they said, it's that woman that's in the bathroom right now. He goes into the bathroom, weapon drawn, kicks open the bathroom door, drags her out, handcuffs her. She's screaming, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Well, come to find out she had two open bottles of alcohol in the car that she had been drinking. She was drunk off her ass. All this stuff. So she gets arrested. While in the process of being arrested, she tries to bite the cop and kicks him several times and like fucking assaults him and the other cop that's with him. So it's like a big situation. The body cam footage from that incident ended up on YouTube today. (laughs) It's two hours long. I did not watch all two hours of it, but did I'm not sorry. Paint her in a very good. Picture. No, no, it did not paint her in a good light. And no. the comments, my God, the comments on that YouTube video, everybody was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> 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 and uh, a couple of people had clocked her as a narcissist and like manipulation. She accused them of trying to rape her. Yeah. The cops. And they're, like, all on video. Like, they're being, like, super nice to her. Except for the the guy that, like, busted in the, the bathroom. So, which I think he probably went in there a little hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, he probably didn't need to bust in while she was peeing. Could have waited for her to come out. Could have waited for her to come out. But then again, I understand. You know, she could have come out with a gun as far as he's concerned. So, he's got to handle the situation as he sees fit. But, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the uh, But she, like, accused him of trying to rape her and all this other stuff. Well, it's on video. They obviously didn't do anything like that to her. They were very nice to her. But the comments clocked her as being super manipulative. She would go from crying to uh, not crying to yelling to biting to fighting to manipulation to accusing them of stuff and all kinds of stuff. Like, just one right after the other. And the people in the comments were like, this really seems like a narcissist. <laughs> And I was like, ooh, good call. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And not only a narcissist, but a drunk narcissist. So I've had my little daily dose of schadenfreude as I was watching this <laughs> YouTube video. I haven't seen the YouTube video, but I have seen like the short clip of them trying to get her in the car and she's like trying to bite them <laughs> like a fucking rabid animal. I, and the whole thing is just horrible. The whole situation is just so, so sad. Just unbelievably sad. But anyway, I'm tired of talking about her. She's a she's a bitch, and I don't want to talk about her. Um, <laughs> Biden signed the debt ceiling bill. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. He actually signed it. I didn't even know it got through the Senate. But it... Uh, yeah, because when it got to the Senate, they were already agreed upon before it got there. Because they'd all been kind of looking at it. Mm-hmm. They're like, look, we need to be 100% on board with this. We're not going to do any kind of amendments because we do any kind of amendments and it has to go back to the House. It's not going to get back through in time. Right. So they voted on it as is and got it through the Senate. Excellent. Biden signed it either yesterday or today. We have averted a crisis. And aside from the fact, well, no, no I'm not even going to say that. Biden dog walked McCarthy on this deal. He fucking dog walked him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and McCarthy is not going to be speaker for much longer. They're going. They're going to vote him down. Yeah. But the problem is, there's nobody else in the House that has enough votes aside from Hakeem Jeffries. He's the only person that has enough votes to be speaker. 
and they're not going to vote him in because the Republicans won't vote for him because right. he's a Democrat. But Biden literally got everything he wanted. There's a few cuts that they made, and they put in work requirements that raised the work requirements for um, Social Security from 50 to 54. So you have to be working up until you're at least 54 uh, in some things. But the way that they framed it is it actually opened up Social Security for more people. So even though there's a work requirement in there that they had to slip in there, they actually slid in like a bunch of extra stuff that opened it up so more people can actually qualify for Social Security. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking dog walked it. Well, the dumbest thing that I thought that I heard of that come out of all the negotiations and all that shit was from was from Marjorie Trader Green. Uh-huh. When she was like, well, the one of the additions I won't put in there is an impeachment of Joe Biden. <laughs> it's like, just shut up and sit down, Sasquatch. And she's so stupid. Nobody's going to vote for that. Not even her people are going to vote for that. Did, I, I, I think I showed it to you. I sent it to you. But I don't think we've talked about it on here. Uh, I saw it on one of the talk shows where these people went out on the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. And they were showing clips of a representative from Colorado. Uh-huh. And they were telling people that these were skits from SNL. Oh, yeah, 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 From yeah. Saturday Night Live. And wanted to know these people's opinion on it. And what they thought about it. Some of the, a lot of them were like, yeah, that's kind of funny. You know, might be a little bit taken. And, then, and they were like trying to goad them into to answering questions a certain way, you know. They're like, do you think that, the, that maybe Saturday Night Live took this one a little too far? And this one lady's like, yeah. Because they're like, yeah, I mean, she's got kids. I mean, they, you know, nobody wants their kids to see them portrayed in a lot like that. It's going to make them feel bad, you know. And they're like, yeah, she's got kids. You know, she's a mom. So yeah, I think I, yeah you're right. I think I think Saturday Night Live probably took us a little too far. And, and this what, one lady was like, you know, I, I'm trying to recognize the actress that did this because she looks familiar, but I just can't place her. And it was all these crazy things that Lauren Bobert has is what they made the skits of, right? Right. But the, there's one major catch. <laughs> these were not Saturday Night Live skits. No, they were not. These were actual recording video recordings of her on her podcast on her podcast or whatever it is she does and these people were like oh my gosh saturday night live took that one way too far no no reasonable person would say something like that it's like yes exactly lauren bobert is not a reasonable person she is a very silly person she is (laughs) there did you see one of the clips that they played for them i saw all of them yeah the one where she was talking about how many puppies has Joe Biden killed oh, during yes. his administration. <laughs> when, when fucking dumbass ask a question like that. It's like, where are you getting this shit from, you dumb... Oh. Oh, my God. Do I'm you... trying to think of a derogatory term to call her that is so derogatory because if it's not, like, really, really bad, it's going to make the other people out there that actually fall into those categories... Look even worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't want to call her dumb or stupid or idiotic. But I do. Because that's going to make all the other dumb and stupid idiotic people 
Well, actually, that's going to make them look smarter compared to her. She is a willfully ignorant person. I can, yes. I can, I can take ignorance is not bad in and of itself. Everybody is ignorant of something. Ignorant is not a bad thing. It I just ain't means ignorant. it just means you don't know something yet. I know everything. <laughs> sure, you do, honey. I do. It's like they ask me where. Hey, can I ask you a question? I'm like, I got an answer. <laughs> may not be the right answer, but it's going to be an answer. But, you know, being ignorant is not a bad thing. It just means it's there's there's something that you just don't know yet. You just need to be educated. You just need to be taught that thing. But willful, willful ignorance is something completely entirely. It means you have shut yourself off from any from any knowledge that could possibly enrich your life. And I think she's done that. She has... She... She's a well-spoken person. Have you ever heard her giving a speech? Mm-hmm. She's very well-spoken, and, and she's she's got she's got it. She's got an it factor that makes you want to listen to her. She really does. She's good in front of people, and she likes to listen to herself talk. But she is just so unbelievably uneducated and ignorant, willfully ignorant. See now, here's something for you. Can you hand me that, please? And you what? The, the ashtray. Oh. Here's something for you. We were talking about um, movie theories mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? Well, here's one for you. And this does for, apply to what we're talking about, okay? Somebody has a theory that all these crazy people you're seeing out there, like the the Marjorie Greens and the Lauren Bobert and even the ones on the other side that tend to get a little crazy sometimes, right? We don't have anybody like that, though. Right, but... Well, we got some dumb ones, but we don't have anybody like that. It's all a show. That basically these people are amping it up when the cameras are on mm-hmm. to get likes and get attention. But then when the doors are closed and the cameras are off, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody found out that somebody like Marjorie Green and AOC are friends behind closed doors. You know? There is a man named uh, Jeff Jackson. He is a representative from North Carolina. This is his first term in federal office. He's been a state he's been a state representative, but mm-hmm. he's never been on a federal level. But he, he represents a district in North Carolina. For years, he's been using TikTok and he's been using YouTube to get his message out to his constituents and to the wider world. He knows how to use social media. He's very good at it. He's got a lot of followers. He has said that exact same thing. He said it's been the weirdest thing. He said because, he said, I'm not going to name any names. He said, but the people you see that are super loud and super boisterous in front of cameras, he said, they're not like that behind closed doors. They don't behave that way. Now, he said that when the cameras come on, it's 180 degrees. Yeah, it's like light, camera, action. Yeah, exactly. They are playing for the cameras because they know that this outrage porn that they're generating will get people behind them and mm-hmm. will get them money. And that's what they want. They want money more than anything. They mm-hmm. want to stay in office. They want to assure their jobs, and they want money. But he said, these people do not behave like that when the doors are closed. 
Is it just don't? Maybe that's where I heard it from. Maybe. But his, his name is Jeff Jackson. You ought to look him up on, on, on TikTok. I love watching him because he's like, hey, it's Jeff Jackson. I'm just letting you know this is what we did in Congress today. Let me let you in on a little behind the scenes kind of stuff. Isn't that good? It's really good little scar. I want to do this out on the front porch one day. Yeah. Just so we can hear the birds chirping. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I think you're 100% right with your theory. That it's all just for show. No, it wasn't my theory. It was the one that I, I, I saw online. Maybe that's what. It, maybe it was something from him that I heard. Maybe I, I don't know, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. But if we're gonna talk about politics for a little bit, let's get some good shit in. Uh, state Republican state representative, Senate senator, state senator in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You mean look up his name? Oh, I already know his name. Okay. Uh, they had a vote on transgender care for youth. Mm-hmm. And when I say youth, I'm talking about anybody under the age of 18. Right. Trans affirming care. Yeah. yeah. Any kind of care. Any kind of care. Puberty blockers, they social were, transitioning. They, were, they had a yeah. bill in front that they were going to vote on that would ban all that in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And it was a split even tie mm-hmm. on the voting. And the senator from Louisiana, the, the Republican state senator, voted against it. Mm-hmm. He gave three reasons. I can't remember the third one for nothing. But one of them was he actually said it was a, a severe government overreach. Mm-hmm. And the second reason he was voting against it is because of all the lies that his own party told about why they were trying to pass his law. Mm-hmm. But it was Senator Fred Mills from Cal- from uh, Louisiana. We need to write him a letter and thank him for being an advocate for parental rights and for the rights of transgender people yeah. to make medical decisions. Yeah. And then something else happened in Tennessee. <gasps> yes, and I told you about that. You did. I'd like to hear more about that. <laughs> so, uh, Tennessee passed a direct ban um, I don't, a month or so ago um, saying mm-hmm. that... Uh, Wearing drag out in public uh, isn't legal anymore. Uh, this was going to stop pride parades. This was going to stop... Anywhere a child might see it. Anywhere a child might see it. Which was going to stop transgender people from being out in public because they're technically in... I mean, they're not in drag, but they kind of are. And it can be used against transgender people. Because the way the law was written, it was if you're wearing clothes that do not assign with your gender given to you at birth. Right. <clears throat> That's considered drag in Tennessee. Well... After a two-day trial last month, a Trump-appointed judge just gave down his ruling yesterday. Mm-hmm. The drag ban is unfucking constitutional Yep. And he struck it down. So drag is now legal again. And, and, and I want to get I want to get what he and, said. And, let, and let's let me um, reiterate something. Really drive this part of it home. He was a, it was a Trump-appointed judge. Yes. And this is what he said. He said, there is, quote, there is no question that obscenity is not protected by the First Amendment, but there is a difference between material that is, quote, obscene in the vernacular and material that is, quote, obscene under the law. Those are two separate things. 
Simply put, no majority of the Supreme Court has held that sexually explicit but not obscene speech receives less protection than political, artistic, or scientific speech, which means drag is federally protected under the same laws that protect artistic, political, and scientific speech. Which, if that, if that one in Tennessee has, has fallen, the rest of them are going to fall too. Yep. And that was a Trump-appointed judge that said that. So these little bitches can't come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, it was one of your activist judges that did that. No, motherfucker, it was one of your activist judges that did it. Don't come crying to me that your guy struck it down. And one of the other really awesome things that I've seen that's come out of Pride Month was the picture that Disney put out that you showed me today. Which one? Punisher. Oh, yeah. And it was shared from the Marvel Facebook page. It was the Punisher symbol, and it was done in pride colors. Done in rainbow. (laughs) I just can't wait to see how many little butt-hurt snowflakes start whining and complaining about now they're going to boycott Marvel and... These fuckers just don't realize they're gonna have no, nowhere to go, nothing to do, nothing to eat, nothing to drink. What are they gonna do? What? Well, this is what this is what I told this is what I told uh, my friend Josh the other day. I said, you know, I said these fucking snowflakes on the right are, are boycotting. They boycotted Bud Light. They want to boycott Ford because Ford did a pride ad. Uh, they're fucking boycotting Chick Fil A, and we'll get into that here in just a second. They're boycotting Chick Fil A. Um. They are boycotting Target. Target. They're just everything that makes them unhappy. They're boycotting. We won't go to those. So within six months, when they're all crouched in their cardboard boxes with a stick and no clothes on, because they have nothing to wear, because they can't buy any clothes, because they're all gay, and they can't buy any food because it's all gay, and they can't live in a house because the house is gay and they've got gay neighbors. And they die in a box on the street because they are so fucking stubborn that they can't accept that people are happy outside of this tiny little world that they've built for themselves. On that day, my heart will grow three sizes. (laughs) And on that day, I will be just a little happy. I'm just saying because now they can't watch Marvel movies. But you heard about the Chick-fil-A boycott, right? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A put out a press release the other day saying that they have hired, not even supporting gay rights, their their fucking CEO is still a bigot that donates to anti-LGBT stuff. But they put out a press release saying that they were hiring an executive over diversity and inclusivity. And now Chick-fil-A has gone woke. And so now these fucking bigots won't go to chick to their favorite chicken place because apparently diversity is bad and inclusivity is bad. Oh, oh, no, no hang, hang on. I got to find something because this is fucking hilarious. Um, uh, hang on. Uh, Dead air. Come on. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, talk, talk about something real quick because I'm looking this guy up. Hang I on. don't know what to talk about. I'm watching you. Uh, let's see. You're coming with all this shit. Oh, here's here's a did you know fact. Did you know that in 
commercials about ice cream? It's mashed potatoes. It's mashed taters. I did know that. Did know that? Damn it! <laughs> I, I have a one, I have one. a weird little font of knowledge. Hang on, let's see. Um. Okay, here, here here's one. Uh, you know how you always have your panhandlers on the side of the road, right? I saw a picture of one that I would give him. I would actually go to a ATM and go get money and drive back to see this guy just to give him money. Uh-huh. He says he needs money. His little cardboard sign says, need money for time travel. Back to 1943 so I can give Trump's dad a condom. <laughs> I would give him everything I could afford to give him. Okay, I can't find it. I cannot find where um <clears throat> I can't okay, I, I, th- this was some guy on Twitter that was saying this. But he was saying, "Do you know what Jesus wasn't? Do you know what things Jesus what Jesus didn't do in the Bible?" And they're like, "What? What didn't Jesus do? He wasn't inclusive." And this guy actually came out and said that Jesus wasn't inclusive. Okay. And I, I'm I'm trying to think to myself, are we reading the same Bible? Because I mean, what's I the whole story? I remember singing in Sunday school, Jesus loved all the little children. Red, yellow, black, and white. Yeah. <laughs> there are numerous times. Now, now Jesus was... Okay, this is going to dip a little bit into blasphemy, so bear with me just, just a second. Is it blasphemy if it's true? I like. You I, just say what you gotta say. And then we'll, we'll Jesus was a little bit of a bigot. Okay. Because back in the day, <clears throat> Samaritans were considered second-class citizens. Okay, so you know the you know the story of the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. The reason that was such a groundbreaking story in the Bible is because Samaritans were considered dogs. They were considered the lowest of the low kind of people. They were people you didn't associate with. They were people who were not allowed in Jerusalem. They were people who Israel, Israel Israelites did not go around. You, you don't associate with the fucking Samaritans. Just don't do it. And so the story of the Good Samaritan was so groundbreaking because Jesus was bringing the Samaritan up and saying, even though this man was, was a dog, he was, he was the best out of the three. And he actually did what he was supposed to do as opposed to what the other two did, which was go right past the man who had been beaten on the road. Mm-hmm. So he's better than the Levite. He's better than the Israelite. even though. And then, you know, the, uh, the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, Jesus, and, one, and the part where Jesus was a bigot, Jesus calls her a dog to her face. Yeah, so he was like not not nice about Samaritans, but he also accepted her, and he ministered to her. And when they pulled that woman out uh, for adultery, she if I if I recall correctly, she was Samaritan. Uh, no, 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 I'm mixing I'm mixing those stories up. I'm sorry, I'm mixing those stories up. The woman at the well who Jesus was talking to was a Samaritan, and the reason that the apostles were so freaked out that he was talking to her was because she was a Samaritan. Because they left him alone by the well. She came up to get water and he talked to her. And he's not supposed to do that because you don't you don't associate with those kind of people. You know? God dang, those are good. 
Yeah. <laughs> but so this guy on Twitter trying to say that Jesus was not inclusive. I don't think we read the same Bible because Jesus was hanging out with tax collectors. He was hanging out with <laughs> Samaritans. He was hanging out with hookers. He was hanging out with lepers. He was hanging out with the outcasts of society. These people that nobody else would go around. Jesus was partying with them. So, I, I, like, I don't understand. <laughs> it, it's, it's like there's... Well, there's he's the best one to invite to a party because he can, you know. <laughs> hey, somebody the turn the, the water on. Wine. We need some more wine. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've heard the joke, right? Jesus was driving in a car. Uh, no, no, no. It was a uh, preacher was driving in a car and he got pulled over and the cop came up to him and <laughs> said, sir, have you been drinking? He's like, no, I've just got some water here. He said, sir, that's clearly not water. He's like, oh my God, it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, see, I, well, you say that and I, here I am thinking that <laughs> the way I imagine that joke really going is he pulls him over and he says, have you been drinking? Right? Uh-huh. And the guy's like, he reaches over, you know, he's looking out his window, talking to the cop, and without looking, he reaches over into his console and grabs his bottle of water, right? Uh-huh. And he goes, no, look, I've just been drinking water. And the cop looks at him like, really, guy? And he's like, what? And he looks over at the bottle, and it's obviously filled with wine and not water. Right. And he turns around, and there's Jesus in the back seat. He goes, just damn it, it, dude, stop that shit. <laughs> and he's just giggling in the back seat. That's some shit Jesus would do. <laughs> He's just laughing. <laughs> we, we we do get a little playfully blasphemous on the show sometimes. <laughs> but you know what I was you know what I was raised believing, or what I was raised being told. <coughs> you know the story. Jesus's very first miracle was the water into wine, and the whole point of that story is when you throw a party in Israel at the time. You give your wine, you give the guests the good wine first, get them drunk, and then bring out the shit wine because they don't give a crap when they're already drunk. Right. Well, these people had already gone through the good wine and the shitty wine, and there was no more wine left to go around. And so Jesus came to the party, turned the water into wine, and the host was like, Why did you give them good wine? Mm -hmm. This is better than the stuff we had. Why are you giving them the good stuff? They're already drunk. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Okay. So that's how the story is told literally in the Bible. We're almost word for word. I was raised that he did not, in fact, give them wine. He gave them grape juice. Which doesn't make any sense narratively. But do you remember one of the last times we were at Clever Creek? We were talking about, uh, I, I said something about Jesus bringing a keg to a party. Because that's how I phrase it. That's, that's what he did. He brought a keg to a party. And Drew Kennan looked over at me and said, no, it was just grape juice. What? Are you fucking kidding me? He brought a keg to a party. The guy said, why did you bring the good wine? They weren't drinking fucking grape juice. Grape juice won't get you drunk. Jesus is clearly fine with drunkenness. Yeah, but you're talking about a guy that... You know I had severe issues with. Ah, uh, and you should have severe issues with, especially if you knew what had happened when I was a teenager. Because. He's one of the two people. Anyway, go ahead. We'll have to talk about that later. Yeah. 
because of he's this so-called big time holy roller guy. And I, I don't know if I can Deacon in the church. Go ahead. Yeah. Can no, I go ahead. can I go ahead and tell the story here? Yeah, tell the story. You sure? Yes, tell the story. Okay. Because I don't I'm laying waste to my past. Because him and his wife are really good photographers. Mm-hmm. Like they do photography at the church. They do all this kind of stuff. Like, and so uh, when you when Cricket and I got um, engaged, you know, we were talking about you know wedding photos and engagement photos. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, well, we're definitely going to go to this couple and get them to do it. And I can, I will, and I thought about this every. Fucking Sunday, we went to that church, and I saw him. From that point on, to the from the next time that we went, to the time after that, all the way up to the last time we went to that church, and every time, in, every single time in between, we were at that church, and I saw him. I could still remember seeing that text message he sent to you in my fucking head, which said. And he was a deacon at the church. His, Head deacon. You know, they were all these big people, right? You texted him, hey, would you and your wife, or would you be willing to do pictures for us? For our wedding. For right? our wedding. Engagement you, and, and wedding Because you asked him, hey, we're, we're looking. No, the way you worded it was, hey, we're going to be wanting to, obviously wanting to be, you know, we're engaged. We're going to be wanting to doing pictures. Would you be willing to do the pictures for us? And he said, yes, I would be more than happy to do them. And he said, and even clothing optional photos. This motherfucker offered to do nude photos of his head pastors or the pastor's daughter of his church mm-hmm. and I thought about that every fucking time I saw him mm-hmm. and I was sitting there thinking I couldn't like you fucking hypocrite mm-hmm. every time I thought about that you know how the word groomer gets thrown around a lot nowadays because people are trying to make LGBT seem like groomers and stuff yeah. like that that guy actually actively groomed me and my sister I think you've told me about this yeah he acted, and I didn't realize that for a really long time. I don't remember what, how I, exactly he did it, but I remember you telling me about yeah, it. Yeah, because when you groom somebody, you start by making friends with them. You start by getting in with their lives, and then you start adding in inappropriate things here and there. You just kind of scatter it in a little bit, and then it gets a little more inappropriate and a little more inappropriate, and you make sure they're okay with you being that inappropriate, and then you go just a little further. Right. To the point where it gets extremely inappropriate. I know thing of, things about that man's sex life that I should not know. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, you're going to have to, oh, we're gonna have to talk yeah. when this is over because I haven't heard any of this. Yeah, I know stuff about his sex life I'm that I should new not stuff. know. And I know stuff about his wife's sex life that I should not know. And I know stuff that happened while we were in the next tent while we were all camping together when I was a teenager. I should not know any of that stuff. That's not appropriate for me to know. This is all new stuff. I'm yeah. curious now. Yeah. Uh, actively groomed me and my sister. 
Now, I will not begrudge all inappropriate behavior. No, of course not. But there's there's a time and a place. There's and a there's, time and a place for it. And you should not, as a head deacon of your church, be offering to take nude photos of the pastor's daughter. That's never appropriate. Never. In, in, like, ever. Because, I'm not going to lie, we can never go back to that church for anything. Ever, ever, ever. As long as that dude is still alive. He's not. There. He's not. He lives in. He lives in a different state now. Oh, it does. Yeah, they move. They move with their son. They oh, okay. live with their son now in uh, Arizona. Because the last time that we went, we knew it was going to be the last time we went. Mm-hmm. February of 2020. And you don't realize how hard it was for me, knowing it was my last time going to be there. So badly, I wanted to call him out on that in front of your dad. I don't think my dad would have believed it. He wouldn't have. Because I, and, and guys, if you've made it this far, thank you for making it this far. We are we are talking some truths tonight. But I was abused as a child by a family friend, which is typically how it happens. Right. And I told my parents about it when I was about, 21 22 years old they did they knew nothing about it until then and the statute of limitations had already passed we couldn't do anything to the guy we talked to a couple of lawyers nothing nothing ever came of it because we couldn't now that they cut off all ties with this guy so i appreciate them doing that and, and then he dropped then he dropped dead <laughs> could not happen to a nicer person is all i'm saying all right but My father described that instance in my life as, quote, a friend greatly disappointed me. And, and so... When she said that, that is a quote. She's not saying that to herself. I'm quoting my She's father's quoting words. Her That's yeah. right. it, was her, it was his exact words that a, a friend, friend greatly disappointed, disappointed me. And... If I found out that somebody had abused my child, it wouldn't be a disappointment. That motherfucker would be dead. You know, even if I found out about it and they were an adult, you know, and, and the child was an adult. If I found out that one of my friends fucking abused my kid, you better hope I don't catch you outside. Because your, your motherfucking ass is getting beat. Okay? This is not a, a situation where you've greatly disappointed me. This is a situation where you, your ass is going to turn up in a creek somewhere. Oh, if they can find you. And I... Actually, they, they would find them because they would find me on top of them, and I would just... I, I don't know. I'm not going to say what I would do because, honestly, I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I would handle it either, but it would not be the gentle way that my parents handled it. It would be... I could pretty much guarantee... That it would be settled in a way that I would probably end up in prison <laughs> for going overboard. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... I think They're that's... like, sir, well, you're going to prison because not only did you beat him to death... You ripped his throat out. <laughs> there's four broomsticks shoved up his ass. <laughs> his or her. His or her. Yeah. Because it could, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be a guy. But, but yeah, um, and so the fact that my parents, I, I, okay, I don't think my parents ever fully believed me when I told them the story. Probably not. 
I really don't think that they did. And I was raised, I don't know if you guys know anything about purity culture, but I was raised in purity culture. And uh, I don't know why that's not showing up, but anyway. Um, purity culture says that when you have been... Deflowered. Deflowered, defiled, touched, imprinted, whatever, that you are no longer worthy of blessings that you're no longer and and typically typically they mean it because you have made the decision to defile your body you as a woman or as a girl have made the decision to allow, allow someone to, to, do that to, you. to do that to you so therefore you're no longer worthy of god's blessings you're no longer worthy of a good husband uh, you have defiled yourself and you need to spend the rest of your life making up for the fact that you defiled yourself so that was a huge reason why I had such a huge problem with God growing up. And I always felt like my prayers hit the ceiling and bounced off because I was, there, there was something wrong with me. There was something intrinsically wrong with me because I had been told from the time I was a kid that number one, I was sinful by nature and I was destined for hell. That's what I've been taught since I was a little bitty kid. When I got saved, I was told, okay, great, now you're going to heaven. And we were Baptists, so it was once saved, always saved. Right. And so if my parents ever come back and go, oh, you're not saved, oh, bullshit, I'm a Baptist. <laughs> it yep. doesn't matter what I do. I'm once saved, always saved. Thank you very much. But, uh, <laughs> but, then, but then, you know, that happened to me when I was a kid. It happened when I was about, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. And uh, so from that point on, as far as I was concerned, in God's eyes... I was not worthy of going to heaven. Right. I was not worthy of a relationship with God. Which so, is why you didn't want to tell anybody. It's why I didn't want to tell anybody. It's why I always struggled in my faith with God. It's why I struggled in my relationship with God because I never felt God speaking back to me and I felt like that was my fault for allowing all this stuff to happen. Right. That is such a horrible thing to do to a kid. Not the abuse, but implying that the abuse is somehow the kid's fault and implying that somehow because of abuse that the kid didn't ask for, now they're not worthy of a relationship with God. I was never explicitly told that. But purity culture being what it is, it sets your brain up to accept certain truths. And those were the truths that I was given. And so... That's why my relationship with God never felt like it was a two-way street. It was the emotional assault. Yeah. Basically. It, it was, and, and, and I think that may have been why I was, my, my deconstruction from Christianity happened over a very long period of time. I'm talking like 20 years long. You know, some people deconstruct and they deconstruct in like a year and they're like, I was super Christian last year, and, like, now I'm an atheist. For me, it was, like, super slow. Now, 2020, uh, 2016, right over the edge. <laughs> 2016, Donald Trump got in office, and all the Christians were like, yeah, this is God's chosen. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? If this is what Christian means... I want nothing to do with it. Like this motherfucker out here is autographing Bibles. I mean, yeah. come on. Oh, 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 fucking Ron DeSantis autographed a Bible today. Oh, my God. 
Well, see, what's bad, too, is that Trump, you know, he, he has nothing good to offer. So what he does is he does this. Only thing he can do is try to make fun of people. Yeah. And he's really good at it. If that is, if he has any talent, because you is heard his he, best he's talent. making fun of DeSantis, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because he Ron says, DeSanctimonious. No, he said that he changed his name. Oh oh. He said you don't change your name in the middle of a campaign. You do it before or after. Uh huh. Because he said that Ron used to def- refer to himself as Ron DeSantis, because that's his name is DeSantis. Uh huh. But he said, but now you hear him. He said he pronounces his name DeSantis. Why would he change his name in the middle? And then DeSantis is firing back a little bit, saying that, you know, like, because he made the, they were asking about, uh, okay, he said, well, Trump said that even Cuomo handled COVID better than I did in Florida. He said, you know, he wouldn't have said that six months ago. Why is he saying it now? And, and if I, And I loved what he said on this. He's like, well, if I did, if I was doing such a horrible job with COVID, then why did he and his whole family move to the state I was a governor in? Right. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, DeSantis, I fucking hate you, but that was good. That was good. I like that. Props on that one, buddy. <laughs> why would you move your Why would you move your whole family out here if I was doing so horribly? <laughs> Somebody. I was like, ooh, that's a good and, little and, dig. And, and and he did get he did get another singer in about his name, which I thought. I have heard it panned on the internet, and people are like, why would DeSantis say something that's stupid? I thought it was actually a pretty good response because a reporter, and I didn't realize it was because of the the name change thing. I didn't realize that was because of that. But a reporter asked him, how do you pronounce your name? He said, how do I pronounce my name? Why are you asking me that question? I said, I'll tell you how I pronounce my name. Winner. That's how I pronounce my name. I pronounce it winner. I was like, oh, Oh. that's good. hate the sandus i think oh, he's I horrible. Too. he's a, he'd be a horrible horrible but choice this, he's a this, fascist but, this but that show, was but really funny this show between him them two is going to be fucking entertaining so i don't know if they're ever going to come up against each other one-on-one which i would love to see them in the i'd debates. love to see a debate between the two of because them. trump has said he's not going to the debates right and well because he's, he's a fucking idiot he don't know what he's talking about exactly he got they he ask got, him any kind of questions he's gonna because like the one guy that talked about ending the war or whatever. He goes, well, what would you do differently? And his response was, well, see, what I would do differently is, you see, you got to understand, we have a great military. <laughs> and we can do some great things. And, you know, and we should be doing those things. And, and, and if I got back in charge, I'd be doing those things. You know, because I, I can do those things better. And and that it was just this painfully word, just word salad word salad incoherent thought process, <laughs> and I'm just like I don't fucking understand. I, it it just it blows my mind. Like okay, I'm not a Biden fan. Okay, no, no. I think he's too weak, I and I don't mean weak. frail. I think he's. He's too interested in working with the other side. He's too worried about trying to make too many people happy to yeah. get shit done. We need somebody with a little bit more spine in their back, right? And so it was, I, I and I've asked Trump supporters this on Facebook when I was still on it all the time. 
And then none of them can come up with a legitimate reason why they support him. Because uh-huh. I'll ask them straight up, what is his political agenda and his political policies that makes you want to support this guy? Not, oh, he sounds good. Oh, he can, he can you know, put together or turn a phrase. No, none of that. No, no. Like, what policies? Is it his, his dancing moves? Yeah, like. That he's look, he, when he dances, he looks like he's jacking off two guys standing next to him? Because <laughs> that's what he looks like. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I can't comprehend, especially how people are still supporting him. I, I don't fucking understand. I don't can get I, it. Can I explain why they do? Because I know why they do. Because he gives them a voice to be fucking hateful like he is. Yes. Trump is a mirror for all of the worst parts of humanity, and it considering the fact that he has such power and he has such um such presence on the stage it tells people it's okay to behave this way yeah because all these people i mean we didn't get all these i don't know why i'd be getting that notification that's fucking weird she's not my friend I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That that threw me off guard because I just got a notification on my watch that 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 Tom's ex-wife is on Snapchat and wants to be my friend, and I'm like, no. Wants to be your friend? No. Well, no. I think this is just that she's on Snapchat. I, I never use Snapchat. I definitely don't want to be her friend. Why would I want to be your ex-wife's friend? <laughs> anyway, we were talking about Trump. Sorry, that just Ugh. derailed the conversation. <laughs> you went from worse to worse. <laughs> You went from dumbass to hoe beast. <laughs> but anyway, so but that, yeah, I don't even know Trump, what I was saying now. Trump gives people license to behave in all of the worst ways that they can think of to behave, and they oh, like that's that. what I was saying. We didn't just magically get all of these racists and homophobes. No, they've always been there. They've always been here. But it's that whole, okay, if you think that way, that's fine, but keep the shit to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it's been. Yeah. If you don't like it, fine. But shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear your opinion. Yeah. Right? The whole, well, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. But when he got into the public eye, he's out there making fun of people. He's making fun of reporters with disabilities. Oh, I can't believe that didn't end his career right there. And people are like, oh, well, if he can do it, now we can do it. Yeah, and that's what's happened. A lot of, and, and he, he did this even before he was president because he was real big in the birther movement but, uh, with Obama. And starting back in 2009 when Obama got in office, he was a big voice out there talking about how Obama was not um, a citizen, how he was a Muslim, how he was all these horrible, horrible things. And it gave people a license to be openly racist toward Obama. Mm-hmm. And then he managed to get himself elected as president, and it gave them even more of a license. And so people are like, oh, people didn't become racist until Obama. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. They were always racist. <laughs> but the fact that Obama got into office 
made them feel like they could talk about it more. Obama didn't cause the racism. The racism was always there. Yeah. Well, it's like I told you that before Obama was elected, I didn't honestly believe that our country was ready for a black president. And I was right. Yeah. Because overcorrected. Because when he got elected, his first term, I can remember telling you what's going to happen when he's done. I said the other side is going to nominate and elect and going to end up putting someone in his place that is so fucking polar opposite. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's like, okay, well, we've had all these white guys all these years. And then we can let this black guy become president. So now we're going to have to go hardcore white to make uh-huh. up for those eight years of the black guy that they had to deal with. We're going to have, we're going to, have to put a Nazi in office to make up for the, the darkie. Because they had their whole status quo, and then the yin-yang hit. Yeah. You got the yin, and you got a shit ton of yang. Yeah. Well, what, what kills me... You got me, a lying piece of shit. What kills me is that... So... Mm. We're so bad in America about being able to get anybody but an old white man in office. Hillary Clinton was probably the most qualified candidate we've ever had run. I mean, realistically speaking, I know you didn't like her. And to be honest, I don't like her. But in terms of just straight-up political qualifications to run the country, she's probably the most qualified candidate we've ever had. And people fucking freaked out about possibly having a woman run run our country. And I'm sitting here looking at America going, holy crap, we don't want the black guy to run the, off, to run the country. We don't want the woman to run the country, even though they're just insanely qualified. Obama, not so much, but definitely Hillary. Look at the Middle Eastern countries. But Obama talked good. That's what got him in. Yeah, that's really what got him. He checked a lot of the right boxes. But, um, and and Obama was, and and I even said this before he got into office, Obama was a blank slate that you could put yourself on. He was a fucking junior senator from Chicago. He had been in office two years. He had zero accomplishments. Well, he wasn't supposed to win. He was not supposed to win. Hillary was supposed to win. Hillary was supposed to win that primary. And then Obama just came out of nowhere and checked all the right boxes, and people were like, well, we prefer him over her, so let's just go with him. Well, he got a lot of people to vote for him, a lot of people to get on his side, and you had an astronomical number of non-white people that came out and voted. Yeah. And it's because they were like, holy shit, we actually have a chance Yeah. to have someone... Who looks like us. Who looks like us. Yeah. That's Not huge. just some old white man in there again. Someone that looks like us. Yeah. So you damn right, let's get out and vote. Yeah, and that's what happened. Speaking of voting, ballot harvesting. Yeah. Did you hear about DeSantis? What's he doing? He actually told, they've got him on like a recording video thing of him telling, like he was at like a rally or something. Uh-huh. And he, I don't know if it was a reporter or somebody else. They heard him tell, oh yeah, we're going to do some ballot harvesting. 
Meaning taking the votes away from people that send their votes in. Well, you know, ballot harvesting is when, like, these people that don't go out and vote, they go out and get these people to vote and then gather up all their votes and, like, one person goes and takes them all. You know? Uh-huh. So the, he plans on... Sliding a few in. Which I enjoyed the fact that he said that. Because now he is kind of, how do I say this? He's stepping on Trump's toes with that. A little bit. A little bit. Because now Trump is going to say, look, now he's trying to rig it against me. Because that's what he's going to say. Anything that he loses. Oh, like he, like he went off on Kaylee McEnany of all people. Because she accurately reported a poll. Yeah. Where DeSantis was doing he, better. at one time was winning. He had a 34 point lead in a poll over DeSantis. And it dropped nine points to 25. And that's when, what she reported on. But he was like. She, I mean, he just went off on her, calling her... Calling her fake news? Going off and calling her, making fun of her, trying to make her name, some stupid name that he came up with for her, because that's all he can do. Talking about how she was reporting the wrong numbers, because Fox News is against him now, which I was just like, oh yeah, like, whatever. But then the other day, I'm on my way home from work, and I just happened to flip over to Fox News just to see what kind of bullshit they were talking about. And there was an ad that said... That was very anti-Trump. And it was on Fox News on my way home, which was like at 5.30, between 5 and 6. So people would have heard it. Primetime shit. Primetime shit. But it was talking about all Republicans need to go out and talk to your, your, your representatives from your state and tell them to vote or to go away and get away from Donald Trump and his extremist tendencies tendencies well not to change the subject on you but to go off of what you said about ballot harvesting did you hear what ken paxton said oh well he said that years ago though no 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 no. this is about the most recent election this is this is about the 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 20 2020 election yeah he said that back in 2020 yeah but no on a on a podcast in 2020 okay well it just came out as far as i know yeah, like people have just now. But he said it. it before. But Ken Paxton, the uh, the impeached, they're impeaching him. He's the he's the uh, state attorney general of Texas. They're impeaching him um, because he's so fucking corrupt. Well, he's already been impeached, but now they're looking at actual removal. Yeah, well, the Republicans impeached him, which is so crazy because how corrupt do you have to be for the Republicans to impeach you? But anyway, that's a whole separate thing. But on Steve Bannon's podcast, Ken Paxton actually said that had they not stopped the mail-in ballots, Biden would have won the state of Texas. Trump won Texas by like 400,000 votes. They blocked 1.6 million mail-in ballots. Yep. Wouldn't let them be counted. Beto would have won, and Trump would have won. Most likely. because no, mail-in, Trump would not have won. I mean, uh, uh, Biden would have won. Biden would have won, and Beto would have won. Because most, in, in most of the other states, mail-in ballots tend to skew very heavily Democrat. Well, they didn't before 2016. 
No, they didn't. They used to or be before, all, before 2020. Before sorry. 2020, because it was because of COVID. Because the Democrats were staying home and mail and mailing their stuff in because they were trying to go along with the COVID precautions. But before 2020, mostly Republican. It was mostly Republicans that used. And it's so funny because they're all like, oh, these are just so bad. Well, I've always heard, dude, that if you want to know what kind of shady shit Republicans are doing, just listen to what they're accusing the other side of doing. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me that they don't need to be doing these mail-in ballots because they're easily rigged. But before this election, you guys were the ones that mostly used them. Mm-hmm. So that's what you were doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've gerrymandered <laughs> the state all to hell. And they they're, they passed a law in Texas where the state can take over elections in Harris County, which is the biggest county in Texas, which is Houston, which votes, what, 80% Democrat? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to take over the elections and install whoever they want to install, regardless of who gets voted for in Harris County. Well, the way I heard it, this is kind of like what you were saying. I don't know if what I heard was wrong or yours it was. I'm, 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 uh, I'm. It's if, if Harris County runs out of ballots, uh-huh. For more than two hours. For more than two hours, then they're basically not going to count any of the votes from that county. Yep. So you already know what's going to happen. They're going to artificially rig it so that they're they going to make sure that they don't get enough ballots. Mm-hmm. And so, in my mind, there needs to be somebody already trying to figure out: okay, how are we going to get ballots without mm-hmm. having to ask for them? Yeah. They need to figure out a way to, to gather go get, these ballots. To go get ballots. Yeah, so they can have extras on hand. So I they think they need out. to be going straight to the federal government saying, hey, what do we do? Yeah. Because this is what they say they're going to do. So you know they're going to make sure that we don't have enough. Because Harris County is one of the largest Democratic voting blocks in the state. It's bigger than Austin. It's bigger than Dallas. Bigger than San Antonio. Yeah, but you look, though, like the whole fucking state is red. Except for the areas around Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, San Antonio, and, and Houston. Houston. That's where everybody lives. Well, the most, the denser the population is, is where you get most of your Democratic voters. It cracks me up because I was guilty of this. I was so guilty of this. Looking at the election map and going, damn, that's a lot of red. No, no. That's a lot of fucking land. Well, you've got this county like up in Nevada or something like that, or Wyoming that's red. Okay, look at all that red. Okay, well, yeah, those four counties right there are all red. Let's just take these four for example. Because most of the people in that area voted for Trump. Right. But there's like three fucking people that live in that county. Like, you're not exaggerating. And two like, of them voted for Trump and one voted for Biden. Yeah, like literally, like literally, there's, there's a county in, in West Texas, East New Mexico. I can't remember which. Anyway got one person living in it and he voted for trump and the whole county was fucking red yeah land does not vote well see what i always like because i was thinking about it the other day because it when we were talking about the whole electoral college when we first started doing our podcast back in texas uh-huh. and i wish i could find the numbers that i figured up but 
about how when we're when we're talking about how stupid the electoral college is. Yeah. And how it's it, it's rigged. It definitely is. Because like we were talking about like in Texas and in California, our votes don't count as much as as the people's votes do in these states that have less people. Mm-hmm. Because I can remember saying that okay, if you take this certain state's population who was not very high. I think it was Wyoming is one. And then it was how many electoral votes that they got based off of their population. Mm-hmm. And say if it was like 20 or whatever. And then, but you had California, or it was like 10. But you had California over here with like 25 or 30 electoral college votes or however many it is. But if you did uh, per capita votes electoral college votes in Wyoming and it was the same per capita equation uh-huh. for California or Texas you, Texas should have three times as many electoral college votes yeah well you look and okay. so should California Texas has 34 electoral votes and they have 22 million people Wyoming has three electoral votes oh, hold on, hold on. I'm getting my calculator real quick because I want, I want to look at this again because I've been wondering about this. Okay, Cal, uh, Texas has a Texas popu- population 20- of two, 22 million people. Okay. And they have 34 electoral votes. So that means they get one electoral vote per 647,000 people. Okay. One electoral, write that down. One electoral vote. One for basically 650K. Okay. Wyoming has 501,000 people in the state. 501,000. And they have three electoral votes. Divided by three. So they have one electoral vote per 167,000 people. Their votes count more than ours. Their votes counted more. Yeah. Let's see what Arkansas is. Arkansas, because we live in Arkansas now. Arkansas has 2 million, 2, 2.7 million people. Okay. And they have six electoral votes. That means we get one per 450,000. Uh, California has 35, 35 million people. 35 and a half million people. 35 and a half million people. And they have 55 electoral votes. They have one. That's the one we already did. No. No, it was Texas. Texas. They have one per 645,000. Yeah. So our votes count less. So if Texas or California had as many as them, you're looking at basically, you say Texas has how many? 34? Texas has 34. Texas should have, if they had as many per capita as the Wyoming, Texas wouldn't have 34 electoral college votes. They would have 170. And, and you have to look, too, because the electoral votes are based off of basically the number of districts that you have. Uh, you know, it kinda, it, it, it's, it's related to the number of districts you have and district representation that you have. Um, but if you look at sen- senatorial representation, every state has two senators. So you've got a state like Wyoming, which has 500,000 people, has two senators. You have a state like California, which has 40 million people in it, has two senators. Mm-hmm. Our votes count less. Our votes count less yeah. in more populous states. 
And so that's why I think they should get rid of all this. The only reason the electoral college was in place to begin with is because of slaves. Yeah. That's it. That's the only reason. It's because the slave states didn't want to feel like that the northern states were getting free slave votes. And they're like, well, you have more people up there because you have freed slaves and they can all vote and our slaves can't vote. So that's why they did the three-fifths compromise and that's why they put in the electoral college. Hmm. That's it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Straight up popular vote. There should be no fucking reason that Trump was within 20,000 votes of winning over Biden. Mm-hmm. Biden won by what, 2 million votes? But he's within 20,000 of losing because of a quirk of the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. This should never, never be the case. Why do we not have a fucking popular vote? I don't understand it. Republicans well, uh, have lost well, what the state- popular vote in the, in the, in the presidential race. Republicans have lost the popular vote in every single time since 2004. Yeah. Except for one. Now, I don't know if it's a state that already does this, and you would know. I don't know if they already do it or if they are talking about doing it. But their electoral college votes don't go off their state's votes. Uh, New Hampshire is that way. They kind of vote how they want to. Well, no, no, no. Not how they want to. It was, they were talking about, like I said, it's either they do it now or that's what they're saying they were going to do in the next election. That all of their electoral college votes don't, don't shake that table. are going to go to whichever candidate won the nationwide popular vote. I wonder if that's, um, it's not Oklahoma. It's one of the, it's one of the Midwest states. Uh, they I have knew like it was a, a split, Midwest. They have a split electoral college where... They have one. They have like three electoral votes or something. No, no, like that, that. that's one up in the northeast because they always do two for one and one for the other every fucking time. No, no, this is all. There, there's also there's one in the in the Midwest that also does that. But that's not the one I'm talking about. This this one actually came out and said that their electoral college votes will go to the candidate that won the nationwide popular vote. I don't remember what state it was. And like I said, I can't remember if it said they were going to do it or they were already doing it. But, you know, I, now granted that's kind of shitty for the state itself, I think. Colorado. Because maybe there's the state votes one way and their votes go somewhere else. But... The compact is a contract between states that goes into effect once enough states representing a majority of electors sign on to it. The states in that compact agree that rather giving their state's presidential electors to the candidate who wins the most votes in that state, they will award all their electors to the candidate who wins the most popular votes in the country. Right. While the electoral college would not be eliminated, the result would be president elected by national popular vote. To date, which is, this is 2020, this is... this is Right. In 2020, 15 states and the District of Columbia have signed on with a combined 196 electoral votes. To take effect, the bill needs to be enacted by states that have an additional 74 electoral votes and thereby cross that 270 threshold. So Colorado had just signed on. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's slowly making its way through, but we'll, we'll see what happens. If they do that... Republicans are not going to win. No, because because Republican policies are unbelievably unpopular. The only way they can win is by gerrymandering states because people don't think they can do stuff. 
you know, people look at Republican policies, which are keeping us in the past, versus Democratic policies, which well, tend, not always, but they tend to be more progressive, and they tend to try to get us into the future. And people are like, well, I want that. I don't want these regressive policies. This sounds terrible. On the federal level, there will be two things that will surprise me with the way the people are voting now. Uh-huh. Okay. One that will surprise me is if the Democrats ever actually lose control of the Senate. Because too much of this gen, the younger generation are not buying into the Republican bullshit. Yeah. Gen Z is what like we were like the Democrats were supposed to have lost the Senate this last midterms and, and they lost. actually they're supposed to lose horribly and they end up gaining seats. Yeah, they were supposed to lose the Senate and lose horribly in the in the House. Right. Because that's what always happens. It's always a bloodbath in the midterms. Right. And but, and it was just kind of like everybody was like what's, what's going the, on? What the fuck? Like the Repub- the the Democrats didn't lose anything. What the hell? And I will be surprised because, like you, you're talking about the gerrymandering. I will be surprised if the Democrats ever take back control of the House. So I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I don't think they will either. But the guy who is responsible for most of the gerrymandering that's happened, you know, you know that weird dragon-shaped district that Dan Crenshaw is over in Texas. Mm-hmm. The guy that orchestrated that and the guy that orchestrated all the gerrymandering in Kentucky, which is why Mitch McConnell, who has a 14% approval rating, keeps winning. Um, and the guy who um, orchestrated North Carolina, which is so fucking gerrymandered, it's, it's insanely gerrymandered. Um, that guy died like two years ago. So, and he was, he was, a, he was a wizard. Savant. I mean, he was insanely good at what they called cracking and stacking. Which is how you gerrymander a state. You choose your voters, so the voters choosing you. Exactly, exactly, and and that, those were his exact words. He said gerrymandering is where we choose the voters instead of the voters choosing us. It's like what they did in Texas, because like like around Dallas area, there was like or the Fort Worth area, there's like a huge central uh, blue section. Yeah, that did kind of have these little branches that went off in it. And these branches and some of the blue bled over to the red. Right. And what they did is they gerrymandered that district or those districts to where most of these blue, it's going to be pointless for a Republican to try to run in that district. A a Democrat to run in that district. No, it's going to be pointless for a Republican to run in that district because they've, they they changed that district where it was snatching up all those blue votes oh, and putting okay. all those blue votes from these from this district and all the districts around it. I gotcha. Into one district, but so that all these other districts that were kind of fifty fifty, they're no longer fifty fifty anymore. No, they're mostly it's like ninety ten uh-huh. because they pulled all those blue votes from these areas into one centralized location, yeah. one centralized deal, why it's surrounded by red. Well, there's a... Because that, that one guy, like the one guy that was saying, it doesn't matter really because what we do right now, because just off... I mean, he said the quiet part out loud. He said, just off gerrymandering, we already know we're going to take control of the house. I'm trying to find this. So map. I don't think 
I will be very surprised if Democrats ever take back control of the House. Look at this. Look at this gerrymandered map. Oh the, yeah. These districts in in North Carolina. Look at that. They've got all the blue isolated, and they've this district. Look at this district right here. Mm-hmm. Look at that. It it looks like a river. Yeah. Because it's narrow and it's long, and it goes through the middle of the state and just snatches up all these little blue voters and sticks them in one district, mm-hmm. where they can't affect anything around them. They just get this one district, and that's it. And so all those little blue voters have been sucked up. Mm-hmm. And I think I think North Carolina is considered one, not if not the, but it's one of the most gerrymandered states. And that guy, that art, that uh, that gerrymandering guy, I, I want to get his name. Um, let's see, Thomas Hoffler. Thomas Hoffler. He died in 2018. Thank God. Baba Ganoush. Baba Ganoush. Thank God. All right. But okay. He's, let's, yeah. Let's, 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 it's, it's about time to wrap this up. Oh, my God. We've been going for two hours. You realize and that? And so let's get off of this shit. Yeah. Let's talk about something nice. I don't want to end it on this. Let's find something else. Well, I don't I know if I have anything else on my list. Oh. Well, no, we talked about that. Never mind. Oh, uh, Trump wants to end birthright citizenship. I know you didn't want to talk about politics, but that yeah, was one of the I, I dumbest wanna... things he said. Yeah, um, c- yeah, because they were asking if somebody, one of his kids was going to get deported. <laughs> oh, here's a here's a did you know thing. Let's end, let's let's make this one of the final things. Okay. Because you know how sometimes I talk about my weird thoughts. Sure. About like. You do have a lot of weird thoughts. Like, this table. Okay. Who's the first person that said, this is the color white? Okay. This is the color red. Okay. This is the color green. Okay. Because, you know, one of my favorite things to look on online is these did you knows and fun facts and weird facts. Sure. People have gone back and tried to figure this out, supposedly. Now, I don't know if this is correct, but this is what I was reading on the... It's on the internet, so it's got to be true. They cannot find who actually named Earth, Earth. We have no idea who the first person that named Earth, Earth was. We have no idea who that was. We don't don't know. I don't think I like that. (laughs) It's like lost in history... We just know it's been called Earth for as long as we can fucking remember. <laughs> but we have no idea who said, Yeah, this is Earth. Let's call this Earth. <laughs> well, Earth sounds funny, dude. You drunk? Let's call it Earth. All right, fuck it. You know, we have no idea who named Earth. I don't think I like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to I look up a. a let's see. Um, Oh, come on. Hang on. Um, percentage of human history that is recorded. Okay. Um, modern humans have existed on Earth for approximately 300,000 years. Now, modern humans, Homo sapiens, we're not talking about Neanderthals, we're not talking about... Um, right, I got you, come Homo on. erectus, right, all we this got, stuff. We got, we got so, 300,000 years. Human history began to be recorded approximately... Five to ten thousand years ago. Okay. 
which means we can estimate that about less than 2% of human history has been recorded. So we have lost so much information because it wasn't written down and it wasn't recorded. And there wasn't anybody taking notes during these meetings that people were having. <laughs> you know, you say that, and I can, all I can see is just some poor fucker in the back of a meeting with a stone tablet and a thing going, y'all don't talk so goddamn fast. I'm trying to type in. <laughs> just banging the shit out of that little thing, trying to write it in stone tablets. <laughs> kind of like Jesus in the back making the water. Look, this is water. Dude, will you fucking stop that shit? <laughs> I saw, You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I saw a... Um, some movie or TV show or something one time where they said they had a recording of Jesus' voice. And I was like, oh. And I, and Is that was, the one that they thought they got the recording of his voice that it was kind of like a record player that they played off a of fucking bass or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's such a cool concept. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be neat if something like that was possible? Because what they, in the show, somebody was creating a clay pot at the time that Jesus or whoever was speaking and was using reeds to make designs in it. And the vibrations off his voice was causing the reeds to create essentially a record. Right. Like a record player would make a record. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm sorry, stuff like that, I, something like that has to have happened. Something like that has to have happened. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm gonna. I choose to believe this. I reject your reality, and I substitute my own. To go in the closet and make sure you don't have any fucking tinfoil hats in there. (laughs) Fucking crazy ass shit. There are certain conspiracy theories that I choose to believe. One of those is that Marjorie Taylor Greene is the pipe bomber, and the other one is that we have recorded Jesus's voice somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's bring this to a close. (laughs) Fucking weirdo. I mean, I love conspiracy theories. I mean, I, I don't buy into them. You have to be real careful reading yes. them, though. But they are so entertaining. But you have to be really, really careful because you can get sucked into so them. So entertaining. And some of the shit that people believe, holy crap. Oh, my God. Ooh, that's going to be a podcast idea yes. for next. Well, we won't be able to do one next weekend. No. Yeah, so, so we're taking a week off next week because we're going to Dallas. But one of our next ones, let's do a conspiracy theory podcast. And and what way I want to do it is like like when the ones that I come up with is like I way when I'm telling them, I'm going to tell them in a way that I'm going to try to convince you that they're real. Okay, all right. And I want you to do the same. All right, we're gonna we're gonna gather up some conspiracy theories, theories, and we're gonna see if we can make the other one believe it. Yes. Sweet, I love it. I think that's gonna be a fun. That's idea. gonna be fun. All right, so we're calling it quits for the night. Thank you guys for joining us on our Sorry date night tonight. So this is if you've made it this far. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun tonight. We've talked about a lot of stuff, and that's kind of how this goes. I mean, I, I love the fact that it's like you said. We just it's like one day a few years ago when we'd sit down, we noticed how we really love to just sit and talk sometimes about some of the weirdest shit, and you come up with these ideas like, hey. Why not just record it while we're doing it? Yeah. Because you and I used to lay in bed at night and just talk for two hours about just random shit. Yeah. And I was like, why don't we turn this into something? And then you were like, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And it took you like a year to convince you. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I finally convinced you, and now you're enjoying it. And, well, and still to this day, sometimes I'm just like, I really don't want to do this. And then as soon as we get started, I'm like, all you didn't, it. You didn't want to do it tonight. I know you didn't. No, I did. You did? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because you, you've been kind of in a weird mood today. Because I knew we weren't going to do it next week. And so I've been kind of wanting to do it today. And that's why I was like, okay, hey, if we're going to go do this shit, because you know I like to be a little tipsy, because these <laughs> damn Jamaican me happies are some good shit. It's good shit. Eight fucking percent alcohol, and I've already downed two of these motherfuckers. I'm feeling crazy right now. <laughs> which is why I don't want to listen to this podcast, because I probably ramble about some fucked up shit. But, see, I already forgot where I was going with this now. But... We have fun with this. We want to yeah. keep doing it. Oh, you did because today, because I was, I kept like, okay, we're gonna go do this other stuff. We need to get it done because I can't start drinking until we go after after we get this shit done. And I gotta start drinking because I enjoy the podcast more when I've been drinking. I think we all enjoy you more when you've been drinking. <laughs> I enjoy you more when I've been drinking. You know what? You can kiss my ass. Wiggle your nose, dear. So I know what you. <laughs> If you want to reach us, reach us on all the socials. I'm at Cricket Shay. Reach us? Yeah, you can reach us. No, I'm reach you. And then I will tell you what the message says. Okay. At Cricket Shay, S-H-E-A. Cardboard, I know you're going to listen to this. If you make it this far, dude, I know you've got some zingers. you got to help me come up with some really good conspiracy theories. I can try to convince this sweet, sweet woman with wonderful hair sitting next to me. <laughs> That she can believe. I'm about to get on Xbox here in a minute, but you might be already gone to bed because you're an old man like me. But if you're still on, I'm going to oh, go ahead shit. and hit you yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's after 10 o'clock where he is. Well, it's almost 10 o'clock here, which means it's almost 11 o'clock there. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to get off here at Cricket Shay on Twitter, Cricket Shay one on Instagram. Uh, if you got me on Facebook, look me up. If you got my phone number, text me. If you'd like my phone number, ask me on Twitter.